0: Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloane Fremont, and I'm your host. On this show, we talk about how to change our lives by changing our thoughts. And a part of that really is about bringing your own ideas to life, bringing what you want in this world to life. And one of my favorite things to talk about with this is entrepreneurship. And my guest this week is Robert Craig from Robert Craig Films. And he has such an amazing story of his journey through entrepreneurship. Um, he started in a business where he really knew nothing about, uh, went through, invented several things, and now owns a production company. And this story, I think you're really going to love Robert, his story, his um, inspiration, and the advice he has to anyone who is thinking about starting a business or really has an idea that maybe you want to bring to life. Um, but maybe you're struggling. I think you're really going to find some encouragement today in Robert's message. Joining me today is Robert Craig from Robert Craig Films, a production company with the mission not just to entertain, but to uplift people spiritually and help bring unity and peace to our world. That vision has led to successful purpose-driven films about real-world topics, life choices, and the role of faith that are presented in a way that families can watch together. So, Robert, I want to welcome you to the Create What You Speak podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for the invite. I'm happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so your story is the true definition of creating what you speak and what this, what this podcast is about. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you today and hear about your story. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and your journey to creating Robert Craig Films.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think my whole life I've kind of been an entrepreneur. I've it, It's been challenging to try to pinch and hold me to... For lack of better words, maybe work for somebody else or being an an employee, which is totally fine. But I just I just it didn't provide satisfaction. I wanted to get out and do it on my own steam and, you know, learn the hard way of how do you make things work through failures and successes. And it's been a super long journey. Uh, I probably first was interested in uh, filmmaking probably about 32 years ago in the 1988, 1989. And I mean, through just trial and error and through several businesses and companies that I had over the time, uh, really only fairly recently uh, over the last couple of years that I finally got into doing what my dream always was, was to produce Mm -hmm. films. Um, And to do that through Robert Craig films and to produce them in the manner of what you said to produce films that are inspirational and spiritually uplifting and encouraging and that will provide uh, a path for people to uh, want to take action, right, Uh, with with the films that we're doing, because we don't want to just provide entertainment, we'd like to have entertainment with meaning, um, entertainment with cause driven, because I, I think that people are kind of looking for that. So yeah. I didn't dive deep into all the little journey elements of my life getting to this point, but I, I'm happy to go as detailed as you would like.
0: <laughs> well, your story is, is again, one of my favorite kinds of stories. Because so let's go back to your, we'll get to, the, I want to get into detail about what you're doing now, but I want to just touch briefly on your, your background as a CEO of a business and a business owner and, and your journey there. Can you tell us just a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, back in 1992, I started a tree care firm in the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose market. Uh, I was a arborist through the uh, International Society of Arboriculture, mm-hmm. and I started a tree company in, the, in that year, 1992. It was very successful. Actually, sold it in 2002. But in 1996, while I was doing a walkthrough with one of our management firms at a homeowner association that had about 50 or 60 homes on sharing with her what kind of tree work needed to be done. Uh, the lady shared with me, you know what, you know, we just paid $7,000 for having all the leaves removed out of all these gutters uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at her and I go, you're kidding I mean, We know how to clean gutters. And so I asked her if we could submit a gutter cleaning bid the following year. And she said yes, and then, you know, we work with primarily property management firms for apartment complexes, um, uh, homeowner associations, um, colleges and the government and and whatnot. And we had a very good reputation with all of our management firms and our managers. And so we ended up asking all of them, Hey, you guys are all cleaning gutters and all the various structures that you have. Can we submit gutter cleaning bids the following year? They said yes. And so I actually started a separate company uh, called Commercial Gutter. And that following year, we gave all those estimates in 1996 is what the year was. And lo and behold, we got um, probably nearly half uh, approvals on all the bids that we gave. Um, You know, we've cleaned millions and millions and millions and millions of feet of gutters out. We even had contracts with Stanford University uh that was in 1996 and that lured me into the gutter business and then we ended up adding uh uh gutter repairs gutter installations and then in 2003 uh we realized that there was a weakness in in the guttering industry and you know being I was running the company and, and so I'm looking always looking for ways of how we can better ourselves and offer better mm-hmm. services uh to our customers and so we invented um, a gutter a stainless steel micro mesh gutter guard. And we launched that in 2003 and we waited a couple of years and sold it just locally. Wanted to make sure it worked and it did work. And then we went nationally and kind of a long story short, uh, consumer reports rated our product number one and, and three separate magazine issues. And it was totally unknown to us. Uh, and we were just like, so shocked. I mean, every manufacturer, every CEO, every uh, president, every owner of a company's dream is if you sell a product like that to be reviewed by consumer yeah. reports. And it's like, oh my gosh. And so we were reviewed and uh, out of 19 got our regards and I mean, and then getting number one, hey, thank you, Lord. That was really awesome. So we're very happy about that. And then we realized that our particular product, it it it, it, it is, it was the best or is the best in the industry at the time, but You you couldn't really buy it as a DIY product. You had to buy Mm -hmm. our product through a dealer network. And all of our competition was through a dealer network. And I thought, you know what? If I can beat everybody to the stores like the retail market because the stainless steel type of gutter protection systems are not sold there, you know, maybe um, uh, that would be successful too. And so I reverse engineered my own product and back in 2009 2010 or 2011 we started pitching it to like the costco and uh we eventually got into costco they loved our product they loved our design they loved our pricing um you know we eventually got into home depot we got into Mm -hmm. sam's club we got into lowe's we're rated number one everywhere on their websites um are also sold in uh, most of their stores um so that was really exciting. Um, 27 patents later.
0: Wow. And I didn't even have <laughs> an engineering
1: degree. It's just trial yeah. and error.
0: Yeah. It's real life. It's real life. I know
1: I'm kind of going long winded here. Uh, so to to, uh, to try to dovetail this and why did I get, you know, into the filmmaking, uh, I always had a passion for, you know, producing films. So anytime mm-hmm. there was an opportunity with my company, I would produce an educational video on our new products. I would Mm -hmm. produce a commercial that we could present to uh, potential customers, uh, infomercials. I mean, I just love doing that. And everybody on my team knew that I wanted to get into making films. So I'd say about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, I was finally starting to look for somebody to run my company uh, to be that CEO. So I can be a CEO of another company of something that I've always wanted to do, which is Robert Craig Films. So um, I was able to find that person, and he actually uh, in 2018 I passed over the baton to him to run the company, uh, the Gutter Glove Company, uh, and and uh, and at the beginning of last year I finally resigned from that company. I resigned from the board to pursue my dreams. So my CEO is doing a fabulous job, and the Lord really blessed our company. We have a you know a large manufacturing facility in Roosevelt, California, a large facility in La Tennessee, and then we, of course, we have a corporate office in Franklin, Tennessee, and then our corporation is formed in Delaware. So we're kind of all over the place. And so uh, a couple of years ago, then I formed Robert Craig Films, but I officially left the company at the beginning of last year to really run Robert Craig Films and, you know, got a couple of uh, of, uh, team members on board with me to finally pursue my passion. So I know I've, I dumped a lot there. Uh, did, I don't know if you want to ask a question in between there or, or back to, back to you, Sloan.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is so much there, and I wanted to just touch on your previous um, experience with Gutter Guard and just what everything that you did there, right? The the seeing the need, doing something about the need, getting out there, not having you know figuring out the patents. I've went through that process myself. It's very overwhelming. It's very there's so much going on, and people give you all this different advice, and they tell you do this, and tell you do that, and um, but taking and then reverse engineering your own product to sell it in a different format. All of those ways and, and along the way, um, you, you know, that, that again, this, the show is called Create What You Speak. It's about taking those ideas. And taking those things, the, those nudges that you're getting, and bringing them to life, right? Bringing them to life, not just sitting on the idea, not just um, waiting around for someone else to do it. Actually t- bringing it to life. And what I also love about your story is this this passion that you developed for filmmaking, and you love doing the marketing side and the videos and, and stuff, and how you've then carried that into um, into another a, another branch of your of your story, of your history of of you know bringing that to life as well. And so when I was reading about your story, and I was I'm um, looking at your your website for your your filmmaking. Um, I just felt like your story is so inspiring to people who, because it's really easy to sit there and tell yourself you can't do something or that it, it's not going to work or that um, it's not worth it, right? But your story is just the perfect example, and I love um with your filmmaking on that the mess like the message is very clear of what you're doing. And and as you talked about, you know, people wanting this. People wanting to see this rather than what we're seeing today, right? All the negativity, all of this this other cultural things that come in that people don't want to be exposed to, right? People are asking and wanting for something different. And so there is a lot there, but um I wanted to <laughs> to mention all of that because um it, it's just it's so important, I think, that people hear from people like you who have done this, right? Uh, you can yeah. t- show it's possible. <laughs>
1: I would like to uh, provide something encouraging, I think, from what I've learned in the journey of inventing and through the failures and successes, something encouraging mm-hmm. that I just love telling people, I'd love to tell your listeners, and here it is, don't give up. Yeah. Just don't give up. The difference between, for lack of better words, using the patent example, someone who's got a patent and someone who's do not does not, it's really because I think the person gave up Yeah. Um, Maybe they tried a bunch of ways. They couldn't get it done. Uh, I would encourage you and motivate you not to give up when I invented my gutter guards. You know, I didn't have a degree. I didn't know what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but I came from the field. I had field experience and learning what worked and what didn't work. Um, you know, my gutter guards took well over 50, uh, well over 50 ways of how not to make it where I couldn't have given up. I tried out uh, so many different ways on how to do this. how to do that, but I was so inspired. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just, I couldn't give up. I just, what I, so what I did is I found 50 ways on how not to make a gutter garden. Uh, and then, you know, the next way we did it, obviously it worked and it was a success. So, Anybody that's trying to invent something or it doesn't even have to be invent something. It just can be life in general. So many things get in the way. Yeah. Don't get stuck in the weeds. Look above it. Look beyond it. Hold your dream up in your hands. And let's say it's between here and the moon but you got all these challenges that are on planet earth that are preventing you from doing that. I I would just suggest don't, don't let them get in the way. It's so easy to focus on a problem. So easy to focus on, you know, anything that would detract you from your goals. So if there's a problem that's between you and your goals, you know, try try to, to maneuver around it, try not to dwell on it, try to overcome it, try, you know, surround yourself. Here's another big key that I think led to our success, is I surrounded myself with people, and I purposely did this, to that are much more intelligent than me in all aspects of business strategy, and it mm-hmm. wasn't hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there, but I was constantly just, look, I had business consultants, uh you know probably ever since um you know two th- 2005 or so i mean i had business consultants all the time yeah and i loved having that I and mean, they were so smart and yeah you got to pay more money but it helps you fast track and uh, and skipping some mistakes you might make if you if you if you don't have that consultant now yeah. when you're inventing stuff you know the downside is you know no one's ever done it before you're inventing yeah. something new and it's so tempting to like not do it because sometimes culture says, "Hey, I'm comfortable with what I'm living with right yeah. now. What do we need to yeah. invent something new?" Well, yeah. if we were to do that, you know, we wouldn't have all these great things to live with that we have today—the yeah. uh, technology and everything, and flying, and electronics, and um, you know, just all of that. So that—that that was just one note. I just wish people just just don't give up. Yeah, just cling yeah. on to your dreams and 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 continue.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Um, so let's talk about some of the films you've made. And and what was it like that day that you you left your gutter company and you, you were 100% Robert Craig Films? What was that like for you?
1: It was extremely challenging uh, because I didn't really, I hate to say this, but I like to say you got to be transparent. Uh, didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. But I didn't really know what I was doing in our gutter guard company too that didn't prevent me mm-hmm. i didn't want to go to college for or university for four years to learning filmmaking so guess what i did the first thing i did was i sought out consultants in hollywood that specialize in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. who've been there who've done that and I, I'm, I'm i have a, few, a a couple of them you know, and uh, we've hired them, and they're teaching us or guiding us, and we're doing everything kind of in the field with what we're doing from A to z uh starting out with find trying to find a script that's the hard part,
0: really you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you know I probably you know I'm kind of picky, I don't know if that's the right word or very selective, I didn't want to just take any script that came across of our you know I just wanted to be really really, really careful. I probably reviewed you know well over i don't know maybe fifteen scripts over the last couple of years and Mm -hmm. you know each script script uh you know behind it is a writer and a director or a producer that's just like oh please produce my my script you know and you know i would take a couple of weeks or a couple of months to do our due diligence and one by one you know there was a reason why we didn't want to move forward with it, and then uh we finally landed on um you know primarily two scripts
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um two films that are in development uh, that we fully own, Uh, and that's important. I'll comment on that in a second. It's very, very important that we have ownership and that we have control with our films. Mm-hmm. So, because I want to make sure that the messaging with our films kind kind of stays on par with our culture and what we live, what we believe in. Because uh, if I don't have that control, and somebody else, some other producer or writer has that control, and let's say we get a great... um offer from universal or paramount and they, and they say, Oh, we love your script, but you know what? And we love your film, but you need, you know, can you, can you tweak that to do, you know, maybe to put something in there that I might not necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't know the if I didn't have control of the script and they gave a great offer, you know, I, I would lose control and then the messaging and the script might get distorted to something that I don't believe in or agree with. Um, Producing movies gives us the platform to be able to express ourselves. And we chose to express ourselves through through an entertaining film, but with messages and causes that will drive you to action. These two films, the first one's called Amy and Angel, mm-hmm. required the rights to it towards the end of last year. I'm really, really, really huge on promotion and marketing. Like you wouldn't believe I can talk about as much as that as I can on the film. Uh, making a film is just like making another widget. to to me and everybody's making widgets there's so many producers out there making thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of films how are we going to stand out amongst them yeah Yeah. so with amy and angel i i chose i don't want to wait for the film to come out before we can start doing promoting on it what can i do now and it's only a script right what can we do you know, of other producers, they don't do that. That's what sets us apart mm-hmm. because I want to develop a following. I want to build an audience of millions and millions and millions of people. Um, um, So so one of the first things we did with the script Amy and Angel, which is about a deaf girl, 16 years old, who loves to dance. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she gets kicked out of dance class, uh bullied out, excuse me, bullied out of dance class by the dance, uh the crew leader. She goes home and she's all sad and crying. And then she hears a dog barking across the street and she decides to go across the street and to console with the dog. And through that relationship that she bonded with the dog, the dog can kind of magically dance and they get Mm -hmm. a dance routine together. Mm -hmm. It's inspired by two events. And so they compete on a national TV talent show. And, and while they're competing, they're competing against the dance crew that bullied her out of class and so the the bullying continues, but, but then towards towards the end of the film, you know, obviously it's about forgiveness and compassion and why you shouldn't be bullying, but you should be loving people. Right. Anyway, so we took the to screenplay earlier in the year and we submitted it to hundreds and hundreds of film festivals all over the world. Mm-hmm. And as of today, we're I have to update the website, but we're, I think we're about 155 film festivals have officially selected our film into wow. their film festival we have over 40 best screenplay awards and i'm still scratching my head how did that happen it must <laughs> be a really must be a really good script uh, so really happy about that um and and so you know we're using that in marketing and promotion and mm-hmm. you know, we're yeah. we basically just start out we're, we're we're building our social media platforms uh and then the other movie um uh, and uh, that we're working on uh, and that we're going to be producing first and actually filming this january is a film on the homeless and it's a cause-driven film as well and it's mm-hmm. called no address and we're very ex- we're very excited about it because it's on the top of mind you know the homelessness of what's mm-hmm. going on in our country right and to 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 complement the storyline of this full-length feature film that's solely around homelessness we've decided to produce a one-hour documentary on the making of the film. And um, we're gonna be touring the country starting at the end of this month for a couple of weeks. We're going to, uh, I don't know, like 12 or 13 uh, top cities in the country who are experiencing homelessness to get a perspective from politicians and uh, from organizations. Uh, that have agreed to interview with us, of uh, what's really going on. And then, you know, we're going to sprinkle it with what we're doing with our film. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so from a marketing standpoint... We want to be able to present the big studios, not just a widget or the film, but we want to provide them uh more marketing assets that they can benefit from. So it's not just a film, but you know, here's a documentary that dovetails in with it together. The documentary will have its own legs, it will stand on on its own, it can be sold on its own. Uh and then we're doing things as well too to um, you know, to build our audience with that. Uh the film is virtually fully funded but we still want to give an opportunity for the audience to uh, support our film. I mean, so many people have compassion about the homeless. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do a crowdfunding campaign to give opportunities if people, you know, want to, want to give. Um, And then we'll have some really cool perks that will accompany that. I think the crowdfunding campaign will be live at the end of November, first part of December. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these are our first two films that we own Now, the other two films uh, that we don't own, but we were very involved with them, executive producer and producer, I believe, uh, uh, two sex trafficking films. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people don't really know, maybe they do know, but it's a really horrible, heinous crime industry that's going on throughout the world. It's horrible. Um, I live near Sacramento, California, and a report Mm -hmm. was given out, I believe it was from Sac State, uh, several months ago, from a research that they did on how is sex trafficking going on in here in Sacramento? What's, well, what's really going on. So the big nugget that they found over the last four or five years, they were able to document over 13,000 women were trafficked.
0: Wow. And I'm
1: just like, you gotta be kidding. How's, yeah. that's, that's horrible. So anyway, so we're involved with uh, the director, writer and producer uh, uh, with those two films. And one of them, the lost girls is streaming on the lifetime channel and the other one called Maya, that's in post-production, and that will be available probably the first part of next year. Uh, so, that's so, so what's different, and the reason I say that, for all of you out there that want to start a business or a company, I think one of my big pieces of advice is you've got to be different. Yeah. If you've got a great idea, okay, cool. How can you modify that or massage it so you're different? So when I first started getting into producing films, you know, a couple of years ago, um, one of the first things that popped into my head is what can I bring to the table that producers are not doing? And it was really, really difficult because they're doing everything.
0: The producers right.
1: are doing everything. But what I found that they're not doing is they're not building an audience. Now they're starting to do that. It's as a thing for some producers um, and from what we're finding out Hollywood studios when they are when we pitch them with the film that to buy our film now they're also asking well what, what kind of social media followers mm-hmm. do you have how many mm-hmm. subscribers do you have on your newsletter it's like I already knew that I mean so that's what we're bringing in so that's why we're going yeah. crazy on, on, on all our marketing stuff so uh, if any of your viewers would love or would like to know about our films and when they're coming out, would love for them to go to Robert Craig Films and to subscribe uh, to our newsletter, mm-hmm. robertcraigfilms.com. dot com. I am plugging myself. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I know that's a windful <laughs> mouthful there. Uh, but ba- ba- back to you, Johnny. I mean Sloan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll link to the uh, to your website in the show notes so that the listeners can easily find that. Um, but there was so much, you know, that you you were what was said? what you were talking about there with um as i as i listened to your talking and listened to your story um i don't know much about the film industry actually i know very little other than just watching you know when i watch but what i can also hear you say you know when you were talking about that being different right because most people are a lot of people are afraid to be different, right? Because different means you stand out different means somebody's going to potentially criticize you because you're doing something unlike all the others, but different is where, you know, where I think a lot of change happens in not only in yourself when you're willing to do that, but when others are willing to see that somebody's, um, different in some way, then I think that also helps others become more comfortable with that. And then, um, it's kind of like what you said with your, um, you know, when you first started out in business, you didn't, really know, you didn't have any degree in this or that, or, you you know, you weren't, um, you didn't have things that maybe you even thought you quote should have, but what you had was the personal experience in it. And I think that's something that people forget about so often is when you're, when you see something where there's a, an opening, where there's a miss in some way and what you can offer or bring to the table. It's, I think people underestimate their own personal experience with something and how their perception of that or their perspective can help change the future a a way that people experience that particular event or whatever it might be and when you were talking about the films that you choose and and you were again doing something different what I also hear heard you say with um you know the the marketing ahead of time and and um in and basically helping the studios out like it's like you're looking at it from all aspects, not from maybe just the way it, it had been looked at previously. You were looking at the bigger picture to help each piece of the picture with with what they might need to, to bring them success also. That, does that make sense?
1: No, that makes exact sense. And uh, I, I think any successful entrepreneur really needs to know their customer, really mm-hmm. needs to know their buyer needs to know the person that they're trying to sell their stuff to. I mean, it's not just trying to make a movie for the audience, but it's also making a film uh, for the big studios. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm constantly visioning and thinking ahead. You know, if I was a studio executive buyer of films at universal pictures, and let's say I'm pitched a hundred films a month, And let's say 50 of those films are good films. This is good. we got some movie stars, maybe some celebrities, Um, but I'm the sales guy, right? But let's say five of those 50 worked really hard to do lots of audience building. Mm -hmm. And of those 50, let's say, uh, excuse me, of those five, let's say, you know, uh, some of them have a million followers, some have 5 million followers, some have 20 million followers, and and maybe some of them don't just have followers, but they also have twenty influencers that that producer is partnered with. That when, and those influencers uh, collectively have fifty million followers. Yeah, right. And they're all lined up. That when a studio is picked, uh, and they're going to release the film, those influencers, as well as on top of the audience that we build, have all agreed to talk about the film. Yeah. I'm a buyer at universal uh, pictures. I'm going to take, I'm going to buy that guy or gal. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so the worst. I think yeah,
1: yeah. like that, what, what would that salesperson want? I think most producers think. I'm giving my strategies away here. I, I think most producers are thinking, Oh, you just have to have a great storyline. You have to have a couple of celebrities. It's got to be edited. Just right. It's got to be directed. Oh, and that's going to make it sell. Well, Yeah, maybe this much, but if you want to increase your chances, do what I just said and do tons and tons and tons of marketing. Get yourself uh, evolved around as many people as you can. Here's an example with Amy and Angel, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're not even going to be filming that towards the uh, middle of next year. Uh, It's a timeline. It's not that we don't have our ducks in a row. Um, um, You know, we're looking for this special dog that can dance. Well, you know, we first started up by, you know, making some inquiries at uh, Hollywood dog talent agencies, and Mm -hmm. then I immediately pulled the plug. I'm thinking, oh, my God, we can turn that into a promotion. If you're a producer, whoever you are in a company, you need every decision you make. If it's for the product, well, of course, is you need to be thinking, how can I turn that into a promotion? Yeah, you got to do that if you want to stand out amongst the rest. And so what we did with this, I decided, let's turn it into an international dog talent search, and that's exactly what we did. And then we decided, let's throw some money in it. Let's make twenty five thousand dollars first prize, ten thousand dollars second prize, twenty five hundred dollar third prize. Um, and let's do it for three months, and let's make a big deal out of it because I, you know, do you think somebody out there can use twenty five grand? Uh, yeah, I think that they can <laughs> for right? sure. And so, and so, what we did, and we're we're going to launch the promotion on March first to be above board and again to be more transparent. We decided to use a national uh, contest administrator. I didn't even know they existed. Mm-hmm. So we're going through Price Logic. A very they've done most of the contests that you see from large corporations around the country, okay. mm-hmm. they, they manage probably most of them. So we reached out to them. So they're taking care of all the legal work. So people can't come back later and point fingers. Oh, you know, you're, you gave your wife that 25,000. So we we're, we're doing yeah. it all separately. So it's all legally. Right. We even checked us out. We already paid the money. We paid all that money, that prize money to prize logic. Mm-hmm. They're holding on to it um and then so when we're ready to start we have a national pr firm we have our social media we are going to make a big deal out of it and we're already getting responses from people they can't wait for it to start why are we doing this we want to build an audience right and it's not just about building an audience check this out and it goes back to marketing and promotion when we pitch the studios. We want them to know what's in my mind and our company's mind. This is how we think. This is how we do it. Right. Again, if I was that salesperson, I would, oh, my gosh, I want to work with the producers of Amy and Angel. They didn't just give an audience. Look what they did. Yeah. They did this crazy fun promotion, you know, and it's inspired by true events from Britain's Got Talent. I don't know. I can just go on and on. But my biggest words are in what I see people not doing. They come up with an idea. They're passionate with the idea and they think that their idea is going to sell itself, but that's that's 99% of the time that's not true. You really need to be thinking about how can you turn that into a promotion? I love brainstorming with people on that. If they've got a business and they're doing this, I just go right into my Rob talk. So what do you do about promoting? You know, you've got a great idea. Here's one, right? The most, you, you you know... When you're promoting yourself and you're doing stuff, the smallest detail is important, yeah. really, really important to a business card. I, I've got uh, here, check this out. So, this is my business card. Oh, yeah. It's stainless <laughs> steel. Uh huh. It's stainless steel with brushed bronze. And they're expensive, maybe a buck and a half, two dollars. Each, every time I show it to somebody, they want to give it back because they think it's <laughs> you know really expensive. And I go, Hey, I, I bought this so you could have it. So right. when I, here's, here's what I hear all the time when I give the card. Oh my gosh, that's the most impressive business card I've ever seen. I'm never going to throw it away. So I gave this to uh, um, a buyer from Pureflex, uh, Pureflex uh, distribution, a uh, uh, streaming service. Oh, it was a couple of years ago. I gave him a card because we were at one of the conventions and I, I met him up there. And so two years later, I, um, I called him up cause for a film that we we're kind of helping a friend on. And I said, do you remember me, Robert Craig? And you know what he said? Yeah. You're the one that gave me that really cool metal business card. How could I forget?
0: <laughs> right.
1: Ah, it was right. so cool.
0: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But most
1: people think a business card, it's paper, it's yeah. cheap, you know, just, Find something it's an used...
0: afterthought for most people. It's an
1: afterthought. So yeah. I, yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I can tell in talking to you too, your level of detail to all of this stuff is just amazing. I mean, these are these are the things that matter, right? The, these this level of detail, this this thinking ahead, this putting yourself in the person's role or shoes. I mean, I do that a lot. Too with, um, in, in different areas of my life, like, how can I make this easier on the person that I want to connect with, right? Or that I want to talk to or that, you know, whatever it is. And that, the, that willingness to do that, that, that even that is different, right? Most people don't do that. Most people don't go to that level or that, um, put that extra, um, effort into it. And, and even that right there says so much about you, right? It says so much about the person that's willing to do that. And, and um, I think that, that, that understanding if if people are looking to invent, if they're looking to get outside of what they're currently doing and want to do something like that, I mean all of the things you've told us today these are not like you these things are they're they're easily done by anybody who's willing to do them
1: absolutely and again you you keyed in on an important part if they're willing to do them. I yeah. hear all the time people have got great ideas. Great ideas. They just verbally tell me, I got this idea. I go, That's great. Yeah. What do you do about it? Uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'll do something. You know, it's like ideas are a dime, a dozen. Yeah. Everybody's got ideas. The hard part is really, you know, going through and turning that idea into a into a business. That that's yeah. the hard part, but it's also a fun journey. It can be a fun journey. You know, I've had a lot of failures in life and a lot of successes, but I never look at a failure as a failure. I was looking at it as a learning experience. Yeah. So I've got lots of learning experiences. So if any of your watchers out there are starting a company and maybe it, it doesn't work out and, and to you, it's a failure. Don't look at it as a failure. You just yeah. learned on how not to do that. Take your learnings from that experience and don't stop maybe try it a different way. Maybe you learn that that particular product or industry is not for you.
0: Yeah. And,
1: but take those learnings and move it into something else. I started out with a tree care firm and we were very successful, but a lot of learnings on that. Then we started, then I went into the guttering industry, a totally different industry, a lot of learnings on that. And then now doing uh film, you know, filmmaking, an incredible amount of learnings on that. It's, it's, it's challenging for me. Um, but I'm, I think I'm finally beginning to get over that hump, the hump of learning. Yeah. And what, why am I making movies? I mean, I, I ask my that a couple of times a week. What, what am I doing? What, why am I doing this? It's so challenging, but I, I love the challenge. I yeah. can easily retire. I don't need to do this. I, I just feel, I feel like I need to. I feel like God wants me to. I feel like I need. Uh, I think we need to, I'm just another producer producing another style of films. And I think that's great that there's so many styles of films out there. I don't knock anybody's films. I think it's great. It's a, it's an, it's a tool uh, that we can use to express ourselves. And I think that we can all get along and support each other, whether if, uh, you like a film or you don't like a film, um, you know, just trying to create unity and all the disunity that's here in the yeah. chaos in our country.
0: Yeah. 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 Robert, your story is just it's so inspiring. Um, I'm so glad you came on the show today before we close out. What do you hope people learn or take away after watching your films?
1: Let's talk about the homeless film to start. Mm-hmm. I've always had a passion for the homeless i i I always do I'll, you know I'll look at a homeless person on the street and i'll I might get tears in my eyes and I just feel so sad for them even just thinking now, but I'm yeah. joking a little bit. Um, you know, I used to look at the homeless. You know, I used to look at the homeless and say, you just need to get a job. It's your fault. You know, you screwed up. So forget you. I'm not going to help you. that That's how I used to judge them yeah. a long time ago. Um, I don't look at them like that anymore. I look at them as, oh my God, they've They've got they've got some serious problems and we need to help them. I mean, mm-hmm. there are legitimate reasons why some of them become homeless. And there's some that, you know, decided they just want to, that's the easiest way for them to do drugs and alcohol. You know, some got into homeless, just, you know, just they, they lost their job and they didn't have mm-hmm. family to support them. And so they got kicked out of their apartment. Maybe they lived at a friend's house and then the friend can't have them anymore. And then, then they live in their car and then they can't make their car payment. And then they don't have the support, so they have no other choice but to go homeless. And I, I, I bet you everybody watching uh, your, your show has helped out the homeless this year in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And what, what I'm hoping is when they watch the film, uh, they might have uh, those that think, uh, many people think the homeless are disgusting. They hate the homeless. They just think they need to get, you know, do something different. They need to move out of the town. They, they don't care about them. You know, I, I think this film, the message to, to them is is to see what they're really going through, because there are several characters in the film and various reasons on how they became homeless. And I think once they watch the film, they'll realize, oh my gosh, I I didn't realize that that's what that person went through. I I want those people when they watch the film to be more involved in their community. Mm -hmm. in helping to reduce homelessness get involved with salvation army army get involved with city gate get involved with union rescue uh, mission uh get involved with step up there are so many organizations so many that they can get involved with and i think if more and more people got involved and there are various solutions on how to get homeless out of homeless people uh, out of homelessness um that that the cities and organizations are doing just get involved and help and i think that that might happen. And and we're also hearing from those that are getting involved with our film, you know, that it might even be, could be used. There's no politics in the film, mm-hmm. uh, but could be used for helping drive developing policy in various states and maybe the federal government. Uh, we're hearing that from those that have been involved in politicians and who are involved with us. So that's kind of exciting. So the film might really go a long ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and what I hear you also, when you're talking about that, how you're humanizing these things that people go through, right? These bullying, homelessness, right? There's these, these things that we read about, or we are aware of, but actually seeing it from the human's perspective, who's experiencing it, that humanizing is, um, so powerful. And that, and that's what I hear when you're when you're explaining this as well, that that human element that you you bring to everyone.
1: You know, that's I think that's really that is what's happening is the human element. Um, I, I believe that these people who are homeless, you know, really feel like they've lost their homelessness and they, you know, they want to find it again. Uh, my log line for the homeless film called No Address is. It's just one sentence, a group of homeless people bond together as a family struggling to survive the streets while fending off a harassing gang and unforgiving community and the local authorities in the hopes of finding their humanity again.
0: And I think that that's
1: really what it is. We want them to find their humanity and yeah. they're their people are people yeah. just like you and me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Robert, it's been such a such a pleasure to talk to you. I know you mentioned it earlier, but can you tell the listeners how they can find more about you and your films, and also social media?
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we have websites for our uh, our movies, but I'm just going to give our core company website. I think that would be the easiest. Um, okay. uh, Robert uh, RobertCraigFilms dot com, and you know, our social media. I'm always <laughs> I'm not my social media guy. Uh, I, I think it's at Robert. Craig at Robert Craig Films.
0: mm mm-hmm. okay. um,
1: um, and I will, you know what, I'll I'll make sure that our social media gets to you and then you can post Okay.
0: Them. Yeah, I'll add them to the show notes so everybody can find it easily. Okay, well, on. again, Robert, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been such an inspiring conversation.
1: Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share, and you have a wonderful day.
0: You do the same. Okay. You've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you by WebtalkRadio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, SloanFremont.com, to learn more.